So I was like, Mom, Last Blood isn't about menopause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> menopause, decidedly not bloody. This movie, very bloody and just as irritable. <laughs> Welcome to Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show. Lady, you want to say hi to everybody? Hello. And with us, special guest fixer, <laughs> Andy. Andy from Morale Brothers. That's say right. Say hi to everybody. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And Andy, what is Morale Brothers? Why don't you tell us real quick what that is? It's a great question. So we have a podcast and website primarily dealing around online dating uh, and some of the pop culture around it. So if, you wanna, if you've ever thought about setting up your friends on Tinder and making them go on the awful dates, then our podcast is for you. <laughs> yeah, so I online dated for like a decade. So I, I feel... <laughs> So you got on like OkCupid, okay you were like... Uh, all of them. All uh, of them. In the early days, you just went on like AOL. And, yeah, and of like, course. I got dates from MySpace back in the well day. Well done. That top yeah, eight. I'm really, yes, I'm, I'm really dating myself right now, but I uh, <laughs> had a bunch of AIM dates uh, in college. Uh, ASL. <clears throat> yes, yeah. exactly. You ever ask anybody ASL? Oh. If you remember that. That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's a generational gap. Yes. So. Yeah, I used to lie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> You were that like reverse catfish. No, you were the cat. No, that you, is yeah, that is you catfishing. Were catfish. yep. You were catfishing when you were a little kid. You were. Yeah, I would say that I was a freshman in college <laughs> and I was like 13. Oh, that's. You were a kittenfish. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. All right, so. Terrible. Man, I wonder if there's anyone listening right now who's afraid. <laughs> <laughs> they just threw their phone out of the moving car that they're listening to this podcast on. What was your aim name? Uh, it was like some variation of sweet stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you were too young, and your name was Sweet Stuff. Yeah. And, and you were catfishing. That's really okay. Oh. Somebody right now is like, oh, my God. Sweet Stuff 69 was underage? <laughs> Someone right now is expecting Chris Hansen to appear around a corner. <laughs> <laughs> so... We are all assembled this week to talk about a movie that author David Morrill of the original novel said made him feel, quote, degraded and dehumanized. <laughs> wow. Those are <laughs> after he left the theater. Huh. Uh, he also said, quote, instead of being soulful, this new movie lacks one. I felt I was less a human being for having seen it. And today, wow. that's an unfortunate message. That is, quote. that's uh, really aggressive. Yeah. That is highly aggressive. 76-year-old man was very angry about this movie. Wow. God damn Stallone <laughs> and his oiled up muscles with his machismo. Just all the self-tanner on him. <laughs> He looked so, so, much. so leathery in this movie, but like in the best possible way. <laughs> his, his face looks like it's like, like a mask of his face that he's wearing. That's, a really like that's how <laughs> fake and droopy. He looks like he's wearing a Sylvester Stallone Halloween mask yeah. on his face. <laughs> that's a really good point. It's, it's horrifying what's happened to him. And especially like I watched Rainbow One the night before this and to see oh, no. just how different he looks in this movie is, is pretty shocking. <sighs> So this movie, obviously not well liked by 
the author, but obviously we are talking about the fifth movie in the Rambo franchise, and 10 years after the last one, we're talking about Rambo Last Blood. Old Town Road. (laughs) (laughs) I've lived in a world of death. I've watched people I've loved die. Some fast with a bullet. Some not enough left to bury. I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. And if it comes looking for me, they will welcome death. I want revenge. So Rambo Last Blood is directed by Adrian Grunberg, and it is only the second film that he directed, uh, his first one being Get the Gringo, which was a film starring Mel Gibson made during his <laughs> anti-Semitic isolation. Interesting. Uh, cool. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think that's a glaring endorsement of Grunberg. Um <laughs> Uh, I didn't think this movie was particularly stylish. It's a pretty ugly movie. It was serviceable. It did what it was supposed to do, I suppose. Uh, it was written by Matthew uh, Cyrilnik and, of course, Sylvester Stallone. I, I read something about that Cyrilnik guy. He hasn't done shit either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cut that at all. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Uh, this movie is starring Sylvester Stallone as Rambo, Paz Vega, as Carmen Delgado, uh, Yvette Monreal as Gabrielle, Sheila Shaw as Alejandra, Oscar Giannata as Victor Martinez, Louis Mandalore as Sheriff. Okay, we're just getting down into the... the (laughs) There's like three people. I'm sorry, there really is. I I don't know why I said that. Scratch the last two people, they're inconsequential. Uh, There's (laughs) one other consequential person, Sergio uh, Paris Manchetta, who is Hugo Martinez, and uh, Adriana Barraza is Maria Beltran. And I think that's basically it for like characters that uh, are not just sitting in as racial stereotypes. Um, so Rambo, I want to know, do you have any kind of relationship or connection to Rambo? I'll let you go first. Guest Andy. Uh, I'm really excited to go first because we watched it Friday night. So my wife had never seen any of the Rambo movies. And mm-hmm. I went on iTunes and I was like, okay, I'm going to rent Rambo, which is funny. Um, 30 years after it yeah. comes out. Two ninety nine yeah. to rent Rambo, eight ninety nine to own all four Rambo movies. Whoa. What choice do you, you think I made? The eight ninety nine. You <laughs> better than the eight ninety nine. Yeah, it's not even a choice. And so, no. Um, 
we watched can't the first one. To. Yeah, you can't afford not to. And so we watched <laughs> the first one Friday night and my wife has a pretty good sense of movies, I think. And she's like, I, I don't know. It hasn't aged well. It's not great. And I was like, then be ready for tomorrow because I can't imagine it's going to get better. Uh, <laughs> it it just gets worse. Like yeah. the, the first one is at least trying to be like poignant and say something about PTSD. Well, I mean, I was thinking about that. Was it trying to say something about PTSD? Because it was made in the early 80s. Didn't we think then that people were just having flashbacks? Like, this is a very seriously mentally ill man. Yes. I think he's yes. dangerously un- misdiagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, there's definitely the, I mean, he goes through his whole PTSD rant right. uh, when he's in the sheriff's, when they're at, at the very end, right. when, after he's just offed Brian Dennehy. And destroyed and, the city and killed And just destroyed people. a city and killed countless people. He's having his PTSD flashback. And Colonel Randall or... Crandall or something like that. Anyway, the one friend he's got throughout all of these movies uh, is just like, "All right, Rambo, let's go." <laughs> That's yeah. it. Like the We're gonna walk away like, from all this, all right? Yeah, and it, you know, it's sad stuff too because he mentioned like coming home from the airport and people calling him baby killer. So it it, it had something to say, or at least it was trying to. The novel yeah. definitely was, but then it just kind of turned into these bloody action films. And actually, the the author of the books was involved in the first three and was not involved at all in the last two. So, and you you can kind of kind of tell because the last two, like the violence, is upped to eleven. Right? Did you and your wife watch the next one, or do you guys have plans to finish the series out? I would like to. Um, so I'm a self proclaimed like I love the whole Stallone averse, if that's a thing. Um, <laughs> and yeah. so I love all these movies, and I've always been a fan of the Rambo and Rocky movies. And so um, this one, I I think the key to this movie is having the right expectations. If you go in expecting a 2019 version of Rambo um, and you've seen the others and you kind of know what to expect. Uh, I think the trouble with movies like this is sometimes people go in there like, I want to see this great acting or this great story. And this is not the movie for you. So I think we'll eventually, (laughs) I think we'll eventually finish them uh, now that we're the proud owners. But I, I, I can't say that I hated this movie despite its numerous, numerous flaws. Write a strongly worded letter to the author. You're dumb. (laughs) It would be so hard for me to figure out how to send a letter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Actually, I just showed my age again. Apparently, I have an AIM account and still write letters. Yeah. It's not. Who has stamps? Uh, So, Lady Juan, your connection to the Rambo series. Rambo, are you into it? I had also never seen a Rambo movie. Zero Rambo. Ever. And you just went into this blind? Yeah. I brought a slice of chocolate cake with me to the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) I wore my pajamas. I was ready to go. I had honestly never seen a Rocky movie other than the Creed movies. And I've never seen any Rambo movies. I don't know. Stallone was not of interest to me when I was a small child. That's fair. When all his movies came out. Okay. (laughs) You don't even like his later stuff? Uh, Like... Yeah, and that silence about explains why you haven't seen <laughs> much, like, uh, uh, many Stallone movies. movies? Yeah. What about you? So my earliest Rambo memory actually is, oh my God, I was in elementary school. I had to only be like seven years old. 
and I went over to this friend's house. I had that that one friend in my neighborhood who was kind of corrupting. And then he was showing on his TV at his house Rambo 3. Interesting. And I remember like watching it and I was not accustomed to seeing like blood and guts, but I here was Rambo all in Afghanistan running around shooting everything being crazy and it's I watch I obviously it made an impression because I still remember exactly where I saw Rambo for the first time and uh other than that I really have not seen much Rambo uh how about your uh, theater going experience you you said you were eating cake and stuff how was mm-hmm. uh the the audience uh around you Lady Wan I think there were three of us in the theater oh no <laughs> okay <laughs> it was a Monday night but oh, okay. I mean there was nobody there <laughs> gotcha uh how, how about how about you Andy <laughs> Yeah, so I went Saturday afternoon, and I think there were 10 of us. And the only reason I know that is that when I bought my tickets on Friday, um, somebody that I work with overheard me talking about it. And he's like, I'd love to go. What time are you going? So I knew um, the majority of the people in the theater were people that I had (laughs) gone with. Um, So, yes, also lightly attended. I went... It was actually pretty full. I saw it on a, a Thursday, the night that it opened. It was it was pretty full. They didn't put it in like the good theater or anything, which I was Aww. like, oh, really? Come on, man. It was in like a regular, like regular small one. I'm like, no IMAX or no like luxury theater. You're just going to throw this in the corner one <laughs> with the air crazy. condition. It's not good. Yeah. My theater put Downton Abbey and Dolby. <laughs> yeah, crazy. there was none of that going on. They're like, <laughs> Rambo Last Blood opening night. Put it in the corner theater. <laughs> okay, so Lady One, why don't you lay on us the reality of the situation? Give us the fresh hot stats. So this movie opened at number three. Oh. Behind two other movies that opened the same weekend, Downton Abbey and Ad Astra. Interesting. It made about nineteen million dollars. That's actually that's good. Well, I mean it cost fifty, so well. still I I still think like a a fifth Rambo movie. Mickey 19 is probably a, like a minor win, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I think absolutely it is. It could have been right. worse. That's a great point. Oh, uh, and the way Stallone is loving his his cash grabs, you can tell we're <laughs> going we're going to be getting Rambo 6. Without last last blood. <laughs> yeah. And how about audiences? How are the tomatoes? Do people love the blood and guts? Well, uh critics don't. This movie is 27% rotten. Okay. But the audience score is 85%. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> so it's exactly like you said, Andy. If people go in yeah. expecting what it's going to be, they were like, yes, exactly what I wanted. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah. exactly. That's really funny that it's that big of a difference. Yeah. That's crazy. It's wild. It is, uh, not surprisingly, last out of the franchise in terms of the, the critics rating. The original First Blood is 87% fresh. But all the others are rotten. And this is the most rotten. <laughs> oh, good. Most rottenest. Yeah. The mostest rottenest yeah. ever. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we start fixing a movie, we got to go over the plot real quick. And for our movie plots, we turn to our old friends at the movie pooper, movie pooper, wiping away the excess. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. John Rambo has been living peacefully on his father's ranch in Arizona with his friend Maria and her granddaughter Gabrielle. When Gabrielle learns that her father Miguel has been found in Mexico, she travels there against Rambo and Maria's wishes to meet with her friend Giselle and find Miguel. 
When she does find him, Miguel tells her flat out that he never wanted to be her father. Giselle takes Gabrielle to a club to cheer her up, but she's kidnapped by a Mexican cartel led by brothers Hugo and Victor Martinez. Rambo finds out and goes to Mexico to save Gabrielle, but the cartel beats him and the brothers torture Gabrielle after learning of her connection to Rambo. A woman named Carmen Delgado, whose own sister ended up dead because of the Martinez brothers, helps Rambo recover. He goes to a brothel to recover Gabrielle, but she dies on the way home due to being forcefully drugged over a few days. Rambo and Maria must bury her, and Maria goes to stay with her sister. Rambo returns to Mexico for revenge and is helped by Carmen to find Victor. Rambo slaughters Victor and his guards to lure Hugo back to the ranch, which he has rigged with traps and explosives. Sure enough, Hugo and his men storm the ranch where they are blown up, blasted, or or eviscerated. (laughs) Rambo saves Hugo for last and brutally kills him by cutting his chest open and ripping his heart out. (laughs) Although weakened in the final battle, Rambo vows to continue fighting for the memories of his loved ones. Rambo, last blood. Their names are seriously Victor and Hugo? Mm-hmm. Like Victor Hugo, like Les Miserables? Mm-hmm. Oh my because God. Because war makes you miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, so before we just start fixing a movie, a lot of people work on a movie. We got to pay them respect. What is one thing you liked about this movie? Lady Wan, go. The end credits montage. Oh, come on. Young Stallone. I just said a lot of people work on a movie. <laughs> Give them their credit. And you're like, the montage. Of, I liked that part. Of movies other people worked on. <laughs> I stayed until we got up to like shots from the 2008 Rambo. And I was like, nah, I don't want to look at this anymore. <laughs> well, that's when he started wearing a mask on his, of his face. <laughs> okay, oh. the end credits montage. Uh, Andy, what is something you liked about Rambo Last Blood? I loved... The setup for the last scene, or the last like 20 minutes, is him drawing out maps of where he's going to set all his traps, and the making of all those traps is oddly satisfying. <laughs> that, that A-team-esque montage. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. The Slay team. That's him. That's it. Yeah. Slay <laughs> team. The Slay team. <laughs> what did you like about this movie, JC? When I see a movie that is, which is just a reason for kills, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What is the one thing that bothers me the most, Lady One? Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know. Damn it! <laughs> Two years, Lady One. You have a lot of things that bother you. I can't keep track of all of I- them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when a movie is just manufactured to bring kills to your eyeballs, and it doesn't have inventive kills. Oh well, yeah, that I knew. I thought this movie does a great job of having surprising kills and some inventive kills. Like, I was constantly taken off guard by, oh, oh, shit, like stuff popping out from the ceiling, from the floor, from the roof. Oh, what's he going to do with that pipe? Oh, shit, he's going (laughs) to throw it through a neck. I just, I liked the inventiveness with the kills inside of the cave. Uh, So that's something that I I like. Yeah, I mean, he made magnesium bullets. I mean, that was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's cool yeah with that, that bullshit out of the way let's <laughs> fix this movie what do you guys say we fix this movie Woo! Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> that was a booby trap all right lady one why don't you give us your first fix so it has been 11 years technically since the rambo movie came out the first one came out 
before I was born. 82? Yeah. I believe. So I understand that Rambo exists in pop culture. And like, I get it. But you got to do a little bit of legwork to establish this character, someone I care about within the context of this movie. You got to try a little. So that was my main takeaway when I left this movie where I was like, I was just expected to understand what was going on. And so I went and looked it up and I saw that there is a 10 minute scene that was not in the U.S. distribution of this movie with Rambo rescuing people trapped in a flash flood and the police establishing that he's been saving people for years. Like, well, yeah, no, studio, we needed that. I would have appreciated that as the opening scene instead of just Sylvester Stallone awkwardly riding a horse. I don't understand why we didn't get that. I think that was absolutely necessary for me to care about him, to see him being there for other people, because all I kind of really understand is that Rambo kills lots of people. From pop culture, I know Rambo is a murderer, but I don't know that Rambo's a hero, and this movie needed to tell me that he was. Well, he did win the Congressional Medal of Honor. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Rambo, you wanted to know that he was a hero and not just a random ranch guy who gets beat up and then makes traps. I just wanted to see him do some nice things. Yeah, you wanted him set up as... A do-gooder who does good things so you get a good feeling about him. Instead of just a weirdo with a bunch of tunnels. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, why don't you lay on us your first fix? Well, I feel a little bad because the last one was very thoughtful and mine is not. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I I went into this movie expecting a Rambo movie. And so... In in my eyes, I, I want to see it be the most Rambo as possible. And so at one point when he goes to confront one of the two main villains, which are these brothers, uh, he kills mm-hmm. all the guards in spectacular brutality and then yeah. gets into the bathroom and the guy's taking a shower and you're, you're hearing the shower and you just know that Rambo, who only has a knife, is going to do something crazy. Rather than give us that first payoff of this guy who's just been awful so far in the movie it cuts to the next day where the police and the cartel are there. And we see kind of simultaneously both the decapitated body of the brother and then a flash to Rambo driving somewhere between Mexico and Arizona and drops the bloody head out of the window, which makes me think there's no way he got through customs with that. Uh, (laughs) And so, you know, it's Rambo. Like we're at this point, this is about an hour into the movie. Like I wanted, I want like the full experience rather than, you know, leave it to the imagination. This movie left nothing to the imagination. No. Uh, I thought it was strange that we didn't see that. Very, very true. So you wanted Rambo to slowly pull back the curtain, revealing this man's chiseled nude body <laughs> with I... strong glutes, and you wanted him to grab his peepee and cut it off. Whoa. At this point, would that have been the most surprising thing that happened in this movie? Probably no. not. No, oh, that would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. (laughs) And then he throws the head out and the dick's in his mouth. That would have been been the best. That would have been actually even even better. The other brother would have found it and been like, we're even. Like, I'm not messing with this guy. Other brother would would have found it. And he's like, I don't know. The head's too battered from the road rash. But I recognize that dick. I'd know that dick anywhere. (laughs) It's the dick of my brother. JC, what's your first fix for Rambo Last Blood? All right. So my first fix is going to be really heavy and complex. So what you were saying, Lady Juan, about that opening scene. Yes. 
I also would have liked that opening scene to be included, but I would have changed it just a, a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rambo keeps coming and saving people, and the cops all know who he is. But I want him to also not be that down with the cops. Like, he's always had trouble with authority anyway. Like, in First Blood, it's a cop that causes all the whole problem. He even maybe feels like there's something shady about those cops anyway. Maybe he he witnesses them being especially brutal. Or maybe he witnesses them taking some piece of money or something. And that's why the cops are not rescuing those people that are in the flood. So... There's a little bit of weird setup there, but he rescues them any anyway, and the movie keeps on going. Now, the way that I'm going to bring that back in is, so this movie, there are some problems here with, with this movie, uh, especially recently. The movie feels a bit tone deaf, given the wall controversy and comments made about Mexicans as criminals and, and, and rapists. The Mexicans in this movie are all bad. There's really not even one good one. There's cartel people. Then there's Gabrielle's friend who lets her get taken into sex slavery. Then there's her dad, who's this total deadbeat, who says he never wanted anything to do with her. So there's no real good character in here you know, from that standpoint. Mm-mm. So I wanted to kind of even the playing field a little bit just so we can make this a film maybe for more people to get behind. You can say that it almost feels like some kind of right-wing type of movie but actually Stallone doesn't identify as Republican but he does say his character is Republican um, (laughs) which has been placed on his character because also uh, some people forget that um, back in the day uh, Ronald Reagan actually (laughs) Reagan said Rambo is a Republican he said (laughs) and he said after he saw Rambo he knows what to do in Libya like the president Ronald Reagan said that. Also, Trump offered Stallone like uh, an endowment for the arts, but Stallone refused it because he thinks that actors get too swept up in politics. So, (laughs) you know, it's fascinating. Right. There's a lot of weird stuff going on here. And I would rather just kind of like not go all in on look at all these terrible Mexicans. Yeah, Um, that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as someone who's half Mexican himself over here. So so this is how I'm going to kind of fix some of that. I also want to bring Paz Vega more into the film. So Mm. I want him to ask Paz Vega's character, the reporter, to come to the ranch when he knows that the cartel are going to be there. And because he wants her to be there to witness the cartel, but also dirty border cops that are helping the cartel. Ooh. I like I like the twist. He can kill these people, but also the reporter can be there to expose uh, the dirty border cops too. So that way we've got bad people on both sides, a little bit more of a gray area, a little bit less black and white. And uh, also, you know, Rambo came up against Dick cops in first blood. So this is also uh, a full circle uh, moment for the film franchise. I like and, that. Yeah. I like and that's, that uh, that's, that's my first fix. Much better. Cause otherwise the message of this movie is Mexico is bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a little bit the message. That is the major message of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is never go to Mexico. Lady Juan, why don't you lay on us your next fix? So my other fix has to do with Paz Vega's character. So in the movie, she's just chilling at the club, watching this stuff go down. Like she clearly Mm. knows what's going on. And she helps Rambo after he gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah. 
she's presented to us as a journalist who's investigating this cartel and they took her sister. And so she just conveniently has like a whole an investigation's worth of information on the walls for Rambo to just absorb. <laughs> yeah. So she is a journalist just so that we can establish everything we need to know about the cartel. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not even in the movie. She's barely no. in the movie, too. She's so. a plot device. Yeah. So if she's going to be a plot device. Can we at least make her more interesting? She can still be in the club. She can still help Rambo after he gets beat up. But I don't want her to be a journalist investigating them. I want her to be a survivor. I want her to know everything about them because she's come through it. She escaped. But now she's still living there and she has all this guilt because we see later in the movie that like when he's trying to free them, they won't leave because they're afraid. So she's got all this like survivor's guilt. And that's why she wants to help Rambo take them down. So it's not just like, oh, here's this information I've been collecting. So I don't know. I can write a news article. What Like what she could. No, you yeah, can't get killed. You can't write sense. a news article. That's crazy. So that's what I want is for Paz Vega to be a survivor of this cartel, like the rare one who got away. But she wants revenge, too. Oh, my God. Like a team up. We've got Rambo and Ramba. Ooh, Ramba. <laughs> <laughs> They're making girl versions of movies now. We could have Ramba. They there are. Be. That would have been kind of a badass little like team up. If she had turned <laughs> when they were at the club and she had the same V scarred on her face, the movie would have been 10 times better. Ooh. Oh, shit. Andy from Morale Brothers. Is it Morale Brothers or is, or is it Morale Bros, like Super Mario Bros? So we've talked about bros, bras, um, and then you get into like, if what if um, someone who's female wants to be a morale person, then they'd be a morale broad. There's just so many different ways Ooh. that it can work. Okay. So here's the thing. I, again, you guys are so thoughtful. Um, I, wanted, <laughs> I, I wanted full Rambo. And so the last scene involves him killing what feels like a growing number of cartel members, just ridiculous <laughs> ways over and over <laughs> until he finally traps the other brother. So he's cut one brother's head off. He traps yeah. his brother by pinning him to the wall with four arrows. <laughs> um, why wouldn't he? He practiced. He had this odd monologue earlier where he had talked about how his heart was gone. And so he yeah. approaches his brother, puts the giant knife in his chest, cuts him down the middle, opens his chest cavity, and pulls out his beating heart and shows it to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incredibly graphic, a little bit like Indiana Jones. But what oh, yeah. I wanted is if you're going to go this far, if you're going to take it this far, Rambo said he was going to make it hurt. I want to see Rambo take a giant bite out of the man's beating heart. Oh my god. Because otherwise I'm just I'm not sure like what the point of it is. <laughs> Take that heart, slice it up, put it in a tortilla, add some guac. <gasps> tacos. Tacos. Back yeah, to tacos. That's all it is. tacos. No, just kidding. Um that is awesome. So you want him to since he's got no heart, he's gonna bite the heart, so now there's a little chunk of heart inside of him again. I mean, he's digesting <laughs> it this time, but you know, symbolism. Yeah. I like it. It's messed up. I like how you're just like, yeah, I like it. It's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) So, JC, last one. What are you fixing? Oh, I like how you jumped in there and just started hosting. You're trying to take over around here? No, I'm just here for the fun afternoon. (laughs) 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 I like how I asked you to do that. And then... Yeah, immediately attached, attacked me for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think this is, Rambo Six? 
Okay. So if I just take this movie as it is, it's like Taken meets Home Alone. <laughs> um, you know, the you know the beginning's kind of Taken. He's going to go get his, his niece or whoever back. Sure. She's Bobo Ariana Grande. Oh, my God. She is so gonna go get her back, and then he's got his home alone tunnel. Yeah, but minus the light bulbs. If it had yeah. light bulbs, I would have been like, it'd been a perfect movie. Or if he, you know, shot someone with an arrow and said, "Keep the change, you filthy animal." <laughs> <laughs> so there's a moment in it where they're like, "Look, he's in the hole, right?" But that's after they send a couple guys to the barn, and he shoots that bucket, and they all just get burned up. Their first thought should be like, okay, this guy has said booby traps. Right. Because obviously he set something up above this barn to blow up and burn three people. Mm-hmm. And then he just runs into the hole and they're <laughs> like, hey, why don't all 50 of us go in this hole? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. They sent every man into the hole. Like, after the first person screams and is like, ah, I have no more leg below the knee. Like, <laughs> Like, after the first person says that, aren't some of them getting out of the hole? Like, they just all keep going in there, and they're just, they keep walking, they keep pursuing, they keep getting murdered, and it's crazy. So, I would have liked maybe, you know, 10 of them get offed. How about, you know, there's got to be 20 of them left. Get out. Get out of the hole. And they're like, oh, we've got something for Rambo. Well, they, they don't, I don't think they, well, they do know his name, but. They don't know that he's, quote unquote, the legend that is Rambo. Wait, they kind of do, don't they? Don't they find out who he is? And they're like, Yeah, guys. I think they kind of figure out. And that's a callback to like the very first Rambos. Yeah. David Caruso is like the young cop. Yeah. Yeah. I think in that movie, there's a quote like, aren't Green Berets like badasses? Yeah. He like says that. like four or five <laughs> yeah. times, like, he's like, we really shouldn't be messing with him. Like, he's the voice of reason um, yeah. throughout. They know that he's a Green Beret. And they're just running in the hole after him and getting murdered. How about they come out and they're like, okay, we're going to flush him out. And that would make much more sense if they like threw some smoke bombs down there that like start burning his eyes or they try to, you know, do anything like it's a working ranch. Maybe they try to, you know, fill up his hole full of water, just something where I wanted him to have to survive as kind of another callback to that first first blood where, you know, he's holed up in that kind of mining cave and they just straight up bazooka the entrance and he has to try to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course Rambo in the end outsmarts them, but I hated the fact that all of these cartel dudes were that dumb that they all would go in the hole and just all get murdered. It it made absolutely it no sense to me. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy from the fact that he, like, traps them all in a ring of fire, and then they don't, like, they continue going with all the traps. Like, never once do they say, let's take our time. Like, let's not run through these tunnels. And instead, (laughs) they continue splitting up. Yeah, they continue splitting up. They get into smaller and smaller groups. There was no thought process behind that. He was never, there was never any of that you know, stress of, is he going to make it through these tunnels? Like, yeah, he knew he was going to kill everybody. There was no tension in the last part of the movie. We have to have the moment, like when they hang Kevin on the back of the door in Home Alone. (laughs) You got to be scared for him for a second. It never happened. There was no, yeah, that's a great point. There was never any of that. Hopefully someone comes with a snow shovel to knock out the bad guys once and for all. (laughs) I just pictured Catherine O'Hare on a plane going, Rambo! (laughs) (laughs) all right so i think without further ado we should consider this movie screen Screen fixed fixing is hell 
<laughs> Do you have a final thought on this one, uh, Andy, from Morale Brothers Podcast? My, my, like I said, I'm a self-confessed confessed, uh, Stallone fanatic. So if this <laughs> is the end of his life where he just wants to cash in on all these movies, I'm all yeah. for it. Every two <laughs> years, there's another Rocky. There's another Rambo another creed i'm all for it like continue using all of these awesome characters because even though this wasn't the greatest movie in the world like i said earlier with the right expectations i was entertained i think the 80 year old people <laughs> that stumbled in to our theater were entertained um, so i i'm all for it if you have the right expectations uh still don't you keep making them he's pumped full of hgh anyway so we might as well keep making these movies okay uh lady one do you have a final thought I have a final thought that is just related to this franchise because I knew that the first one was called First Blood, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what the rest of them were called. And <laughs> they just kept tacking names on Rambo they are, First Blood Part Two. They're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you going to call a movie First Blood Part Two? <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> so it's First yeah. Blood. Yeah. Rambo First Blood Part Two. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Rambo Three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Rambo. Yes. <laughs> and then Rambo Last Blood. It makes the Fast and the Furious movies like naming convention make sense. Really. <laughs> like it's so bizarre. <sighs> it was very entertaining awesome. to me doing my research. <laughs> JC, do you have a final thought? Uh, yeah. Do you want to share it <laughs> with the class? Yeah, I, I do have a last thought. I actually want you guys to take on this. So people were calling this Rambo's Logan. Aging superhero essentially because just come on yeah. rambo's a superhero at at, at this point right uh, most definitely especially with the stuff that they deleted you know he was like saving people from floods and stuff he's kind of cut off and isolated he's got like one last little journey left in him mm-hmm. um is that an insult to logan or is it an insult to rambo huge insult to logan yeah it is i i would love to protect rambo here but i really can't <laughs> Also, Rambo didn't have the decency to die at the end of this movie. Yeah, that's that's the big thing is, you know, he didn't die and they made it seem like he's going to find his next mission. Yeah. And so, you know, if yeah. Logan had ended that way, I think we all would have been kind of disappointed. And yeah, uh, same feeling with this is okay. Because, you know, it ends on the shot of just the rocking chair moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How poignant would it have been if the rocking chair had rocked, rocked, rocked and then just stopped? Way better than what actually happened. Awesome, guys. Okay, Lady Wan, why don't you why don't you send us home? You can reach us here at the show by sending an email to ScreenFixPod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ScreenFixPod, or on Facebook to search for ScreenFixPodcasts. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Libsyn, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And we would absolutely love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe, and also tell a friend. Don't be embarrassed. Just tell them. We also have a Patreon uh, where you can donate to the show if you like what you're hearing. Yeah. And also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to Morale Brothers. And I want to thank Andy from Morale Brothers for being here today. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It was a blast. Uh, I really appreciate it. You have been a fantastic guest. You're welcome anytime. Oh, gosh. You're just saying that now. No. (laughs) I, I, I mean it. You give us morale here. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> and uh, where can they reach you for your, your podcast, Andy? Uh, you can find our podcast uh, anywhere you find podcasts or just reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we really like using Twitter a lot. So at Morale yeah. Bros. 
Nice. Awesome. All right, so let's leave everybody with your best Rambo impression. <laughs> this is so bad. We're all going to say the line, I never changed, I just learned to keep a lid on it. I will go first. Here Aww. we go. I never changed. I just learned to keep a lid on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did he, though? Uh, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he murdered a shit ton of people. That sounded like Sylvester Stallone. I think the audience is confused now. <laughs> it wasn't actually Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Andy, go for it. I never changed. I just kept a lid on it. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Okay. Lady Juan, lay it on us. Your best Ramba. <laughs> <laughs> Ramba. <laughs> I never changed. I just learned to keep a lid on it. <laughs> It was awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Awesome. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned next time when we will be fixing something. Perhaps Brad Astra. Ooh. Bye, everybody. Bye. have to tell you i cackled that his first line was buenos dias like, <laughs> i like, couldn't hold it in. i was like no <laughs> yes i wanted him oh to speak more God. spanish <laughs>